Among the many things for which I remain profoundly grateful is the fact that so much of life defies human explanation. The unimaginative and the dull may insist that they have an explanation for everything and level at every wonder and mystery of life their pop-gun theories. But God be praised, their wooden guns have not yet dislodged the smallest star. From Henry Beston, Northern Farm. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaju Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for June 4th to 11th, 2010, the last quarter of the flower moon moving into the new, uh, I think it's strawberry moon. And here are some natural events. For this quarter moon, the spring young of many creatures are starting to show themselves hereabouts. We watched a pair of little month-old chipmunks frolicking in the front yard and running up and down the old pear tree outside the kitchen window. They darted in and out of this new and wild world, exploring the holes in the old tree and the burrows in the ground, which unknown to them were the homes of generations of their ancestors. But it all looked new to them. They seemed so thin and innocent, and their coats are fresh and brightly colored, although their fur is hardly even grown out yet, like the fuzz on a baby's head. I also watched a young finch fledgling at the feeder. It wasn't so easily disturbed by our presence as its parents would surely have been, even when I stood within an arm's reach of this tiny young bird as it broke open its first few sunflower seeds, almost close enough to smell its breath. And just this morning it was four young woodcocks bopping across the cedar swamp road. These young seemed so fearless and not running or flying away from our presence, maybe because they don't know yet the dangers of this world, makes them so precious that I can hardly express it. And of course, this turns our minds to the innocent young of our own species in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and over at the Consolidated School, born into infinite possibilities, fearlessly trying on the thin, bright robe of hope. And woe to the one who causes these little ones to stumble. It would be better if he had a millstone tied around his neck and was thrown into the sea. Unnatural events. It now seems clear that BP's first three efforts to control a horrific oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico were failed attempts to gather and sell the oil, not to protect the environment. Only after the toxic sludge had been flowing into the living waters of the Gulf for more than 40 days and nights, and only after they were sure they couldn't salvage well did they attempt to stop it entirely. Though this should have been done immediately, it wasn't because whenever the captains of industry must choose between immediate profits and the long-term health of land or sea, they choose profit almost every time. The long-term costs to one multinational corporation of this environmental disaster will surely 
far outweigh any profits they might have gained from the oil. We can only hope what is now happening in the Gulf of Mexico will bring home the bigger picture of what the short-sighted and ruthless pursuit of coal, oil, and natural gas is doing to the whole planet our grandchildren will one day inherit. Forgive us, children. Forgive us. Um, here's a field and forest report. Bouncing bet buttercups, white and gold oxeye daisies are in bloom with their beautiful sun-loving faces, so open and cheerful, very hardy. The wind and the rain beat them down for a time but this past week, but they rise again. And meanwhile, the lovely lupins have taken an awful beating from the storm. They grew large and lush through the warm spring, but the rains have broken them down far and wide. And yet even lying flat on the ground, they turn their blossoms upward. They still give off their fresh peppery aroma, and they will never be stopped or stayed from producing their seeds for the future. The Mountain Report this week, Awanajo has been true to her Algonquian name. In English, small, misty mountain, with a wreath of clouds over her head covering and then uncovering the summit through the damp days and the dark nights. The hermit thrush plays her beautiful flute in the wisdom woods as the fog drips from the trees and the mosses and lichens grow lush in the liquid. And now a seed pod or two for you to carry around with you this week. First one also from Henry Beston. A world without wonder becomes a world without imagination. And without imagination, man becomes a poor and stunted creature. Let us thank God that so much will forever remain out of reach, safe from our inquiry, inviolate forever from our touch. And from the prophet Khalil Gibran, the most pitiful of men is he who turns his dreams into silver and gold. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.